Welcome all to the Grace Pursuit Podcast. I am your host, Lacey Fields, guiding you on your pursuit for grace. It is episode two, you guys, so we are really doing this thing. It is only one week, and I wanted to definitely make sure that I kept these, you know, podcasts kind of to the point and talked about topics where I think people may want to learn more about how to add some grace to different aspects of their life. Now, I'm getting my footing with this whole podcast thing, and of course, I want to deliver to you guys like the best, the best, but at this point, I just want to make sure that I deliver you something that is consistent so that, you know, you turn your notifications on, and every Monday, you know that, hey, I have a new podcast And moving forward, you know, I'm building up an email list and, you know, doing all the things that come along with this podcasting thing. So let's get into this week's topic, which I think a lot of you can relate to or pull something from or use it to give yourself some grace. The topic that I want to talk about is parenting. Being a single parent, you know, I kind of am always looking to see like, oh, what are other people doing with their kids and with time and, you know, this or that. Because when it's just a one parent household, you find yourself trying to make up for what you think is lacking. But even in a two parent household, there are a couple things that still stick out. And after working with teens for so many years, I've learned what kids really value. And after being somebody's kid, I know what I wanted to see in my home. And the struggle is being able to provide everything. Being able to provide everything. And when children look at their parents, you know, They're like, oh, you're never around, you don't like me, all this stuff. But you have to definitely give yourself the most grace. And that is the time to enjoy the journey when it comes to parenting. We beat ourselves up so bad over it. And there isn't really like a blueprint that you automatically get. It's information out there that you can seek out. The funniest thing ever, I was talking to my my kids and I was talking about my my childhood and I was like, well, you know, it's not like it's a book. My son was like, mom, there are millions of books on parenting. I was like, look, but you can never do it right, you know, because I wanted to give my my parent grace. And I guess the kids are like, nah, you can read a book on how to do this. Trust me, it's out there. (laughs) But know that 
not all of us have that time. So let's talk about giving ourselves grace for parenting. The first thing is we want to love and we want to provide. And when it comes to providing, we may focus on spending so much time. All right, I got to make sure that the house is there, right? I'm making sure that I have a house. I'm paying the bills and I bought the house. I furnished the house. I put food in the house. But you're so busy outside of the house and you're never home. So a part of providing is, yes, of course, paying for things, but also being there to participate in what you pay for. And a lot of us, self-included at times, was like, oh, well, you know, they should be happy. I'm doing all this work, 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 work. But, you know, your kids are like, eh, you're so busy doing all of these other things that when you do come home, you're still not present. And it's like, how do I provide and be present at the same time and without interruption? without a phone call, without, you know, having an argument or without having to do work that you brought home with you. When you're like very present with your kids while you see them for, how do I know these kids? (laughs) Oh my God. For about 15 years, was it 15? Yeah, about 15 years straight um I had dinner on a table at seven o'clock for my kids and it wasn't until recently when they reached teenage years that I started allowing them to like eat fast food and things like that but before that to me my present moment was seven o'clock we have dinner we get to talk They can tell me about their day. They can crack jokes, help me clean the kitchen, help me make dessert. We would have whatever snacks they like. And, you know, sometimes I would try to, like, have them very involved in whatever that dessert was. And then we would have story time when they were really young. And when they went to sleep, And my kids went to sleep at like 8 o'clock. So 7 o'clock they ate. (laughs) 8 o'clock they they were asleep. So, and that was one hour of being totally present with them. They really remember those days. They really remember those nights of us all laying in one bed, reading a bedtime story. I have like this huge book that's like 101 bedtime stories. And... I probably read about five of them (laughs) because kids like to read the same thing over, right? And watch the same show over and over. But that was a very present moment that they still take with them. And they remember like, okay, you come home. I wanted to be home when my kids got home from school. That was a really, really big thing for me. And that was my present moment. And people even ask me, how in the world did you 
write a book with uh my daughter was like five years old my son was 10 and I was like I wrote my book at 10 p.m to 2 a.m because between two o'clock and nine o'clock I needed to be present with my kids you know I I I didn't want to talk on the phone. I didn't want to do... I wanted to be very present with them because I knew they weren't going to be little kids forever. And even when times got rough and tough, um, they even remember those times. It was like, Mom, you know, it wasn't all bad. Like, you remember this or that? So taking time to dedicate to being very present is definitely something that will pay off in the long run. So just pick like one or two or three things that you're like, these are the moments that we are going to have and uh, to create little traditions. My kids will be like, mom, it's it's 7.50. It's bedtime story time. You know, this is our tradition. And as she got older, she was like, oh, we had traditions, you know, that they really hold on to and cherish. You don't have to be like, all around them all the time trust they want their space as well but picking some things that you're like oh nope we do this um even friday night was fun fridays i did not cook on friday unless they asked me for something specific um but we would have that was pizza night that was like the night that they got to eat out and my kids would want like steak from a restaurant or (laughs) you know uh pizza hot wings you know that was their night that they could ask for you know something they were like really traditional kids like oh we want it's pizza night and they ate pizza like years um but that was something that they had they had something to look forward to so in being present just think about a couple of things that you can do and allow yourself the grace to do that Allow yourself that block of time where you're like, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't do this or that because that time or that day of the week, that's dedicated to being very present with my kids, even if it's for an hour or two, but keeping it consistent and trying everything not to break it. Um, and that was, that was the grace. When I look back, I think about, oh my God, I really, really, I tried, right? Oh, goodness. Me and that word try, we have a love-hate relationship because I know that try means burden. And in a way, I did burden myself with the responsibility of being present for my kids. But (laughs) I want us to create the moments create that space to be present and think about things that you can do I feel like I'm drilling this horse in you know beating this horse about but create 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 the space for you to be present with your kids and it helped me not to beat myself up about not being there and it calmed down a lot of things uh, like you know when it came to the kids, I was like, oh my God, you know, mommy's really sorry. You know, this is what I really love doing with you. And they saw that as our time on creating dates. That was, you know, for a while, like our thing. 
Because when your babies get big, they don't even want to be seen in public with you or they want to hang out with their friends and you're like, oh, what do I do with my life now? Now you can go do all the stuff that you, you know, you wanted to do. The other thing is understanding what it really takes for you to live your life. And material things. I've had material things come and go just like everybody has. Material things deteriorate, you know, they disappear, they become obsolete, they (laughs) go away. But you are here for now and that is the most precious thing ever. And creating a lifestyle that says, this is what I need to be present with the people who matter the most to me. Now, I'm not married, but I would say that this is something that you would use for your spouse as well. Creating the space, giving yourself the grace in your life, in your calendar, in your week, in the hours and months and years that you are here on earth, giving yourself the grace to say this is the time that I will be present with the people that I love. These are the things that I want to cherish and create those memories because that is what lasts a lifetime. Everything else can be sold and bought again. They'll come up with a new one next year. All right. Did I beat that horse enough? Oh, goodness. I know I said that. Oh, goodness. But it's very important. The other thing is um, what's going back to the providing. What is it going to take? Really think about that because we beat ourselves up about our career. You know, what are we going to do? How much money are we going to make? But think about, think about it from the very smallest thing and then build up. Do you really need a big house? Is that going to take more time to clean? Is that going to be more money that you can use on vacation or uh, having less stress. If you have less overhead, you have more time to, you know, live on maybe one income or one or more time for you to, you know, not have to work overtime because you have less overhead. I mean, people existed. People had 10 kids in three bedroom houses with one bathroom and they lived. They're the people who are running our, our country, you know, So it's, I mean, eh, but, (laughs) but they lived, they were able to do that, do those things. And we gained a lot of tradition, a lot of family tradition from that generation. So it's very possible to be able to provide and be present, but it will take grace. It will take grace in that area of your life. Because if you are doing something in that moment where you are doing your best, there is another space in your life that is not. That's not doing so hot. And so giving yourself that time to say, okay, let's evaluate what's important now to me and where I'm asking for grace. Where do I need grace in my life and what areas Do I need time to enjoy that journey? Parenthood is one of the things that I opted to say. I want to be able to enjoy that journey. 
I want to not only have just a house, but I want to be able to be home. And different things work for different people, you know, but that worked for me. That gave me some peace of mind, being very present when I could be. The other thing, when we talk about grace and we talk about things that matter the most to us, we are forced to start identifying who we are. And we start to give ourselves labels and titles. And that also creates a strain in our life. When you are a mother, that becomes a title and a role that you give yourself. Wife, title, mother. If you're a manager at work, you know, that, that's your, uh, your title. So now you're adding wife, mother, manager, right? Some of us are adding student. We're adding all of these responsibilities and without grace, we fall into overwhelm. And that trickles down to all of these roles that we play. Having the grace to navigate each area of your life and give it some respective space is what the pers- the grace pursuit is all about. We're n- not going to get things 100% perfect, but each area of your life, each role that you play requires you to be very patient with yourself and not be afraid to ask for the patience that you need from others. Because it will take, it will take that patience. It will take that patience as a new mom, a new wife, and do you enter a new career to get acclimated in that role and not being afraid to ask for your time. You know, our, your grace, when we talk about grace, we talk about that grace period. You know, ask people, be like, listen, I am a new mom. I just got married. I just enrolled in school. I am going to need time to get this thing together. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the laundry because that may need to become my study time. So I'm going to need help and I'm going to need grace until I can start to create this new way of doing things until I start to organize my life in such a way it includes this new thing. But I'm going to need some grace. So in parenting, in all the roles in our life, asking is the number one thing to do while you are pursuing pursuing grace for your journey in that area of life. The second thing 
that is very important after you ask other people in your life for that grace. Inform yourself. So many times we start things and we don't tell ourselves, girl, this is about to be hard. This is different. This is something that you ain't never did before. (laughs) So inform yourself that grace will be necessary in those areas of your life. Parenting is where we need the most grace. You know, you say, look, until I get this right, you know, you tell yourself like, hey, Lacey, okay, until you get this parenting thing right, I'm letting you know right now you're going to mess up sometimes. I'm letting you know that right now, boom. So don't be hard on yourself. When you start school this fall, I'm letting you know right now your house going to probably be a mess and, you know, it's okay. Until you really get down, you know, get the hang of what it's going to take for you to maintain the grade that you uh, that you want to achieve. So inform yourself. Is the second one. So we asked, we informed and then number three, we accept We accept that this area of our life is going to require grace. And so once we accept it and say, you know what? This is new. It's going to take some grace. I have asked for help. I let myself know what it was going to take. And now I'm accepting this new thing in my life. And that is how we get to the the space of grace in different areas and with the different roles that we play. So if being present is the expectation, you have to ask for that time. You have to let yourself know, hey girl, you can't do X, Y, and Z at this time. You owe it to your husband or wife You owe it to your children, you owe it to your job, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your professors. To dedicate that time and giving yourself the grace to get there. So, sometimes (laughs) setting those expectations And giving yourself that grace may not look like what you think. Because nothing is perfect. And we are not striving for perfection because perfection breeds anxiety. (laughs) And we don't need to strive for that right now because we understand what our expectation is. We understand what the overall goal is. And so if you start school and your overall goal is to complete that thing, set a baseline. This is what I'm aiming at. And I'm giving myself grace. 
I may not say, oh my God, girl, you're going cum laude. Boom. Great for you. But if you have other responsibilities, you may need to say, okay, it's almost as if, uh, if grace was a meter, it would be a, uh, let me, let me think of how to describe this to you guys. Like if it was a chart, it would be the chart that have the, the line, like the line chart. Goodness, I can't think of it. But yeah, like a line chart, right? Or it'll look like um, um, like an equalizer machine where you can slide the buttons up and down, right? Because you'll say, ooh, honey, all right, I'm going to lower this expectation because I need some grace. I'm going to give myself a lot of grace. So when you give yourself a lot of grace, you lower that expectation from yourself. And, you t- and when you lower the expectation, you take the pressure off. You take the pressure off, right? So when you start lowering the expectation, imagine if you were changing the bass in your car. The bass isn't as loud, girl. You can finally hear the words to the song, you know? So when you start to adjust things and give yourself a lot more grace and you know it's not like mad tv's lowered expectations but it's grace grace is saying girl it is okay to get a b girl it is okay to do you know date night once a week or every other week right now because that's what we got y'all that's the time we're working with um that's grace and not beating yourself up about it the next day and I know that we went into this conversation talking about parenting. And let me let y'all know, I ain't got no notes. <laughs> so this is a freestyle episode. Um, but every other area of your life affects you being a parent. And you have to ask yourself, where do I apply the most grace? And where do I need to be the most present and when? And when? You are the creator of, within your capacity, of your life. I was listening to a Nipsey Hussle song. And as much as I love gospel music, I will be quoting a lot of hip hop. Um, (laughs) Greatest philosophers of all time. Anyway, I was listening to Nipsey Hussle and he said, I designed my life. And I hear a lot of people using that I created my day. I designed my life we cannot plan for the unexpected but we can design our life and apply grace so that we can be very present when we need to be so that we can create the memories that we really want to have that we really want to have Because once yesterday passes, that is all we have is the memory of that day. 
And if we make the decision to apply grace by design, well, we can stop beating ourselves up over a lot of things. And on this journey, you'll find that you have more control than you think you do over a lot of things. Grace is you taking, not, I don't want to say control, but I'm going to say taking the responsibility that what happens in your day, the actions that we take in our lives are totally to us grace gives us room for divine intervention and grace gives us the space to relinquish those things that we can't control to God and so if we say you know what God here's the expectation that I'm setting for myself and I'm going to get myself, I'm bringing it here in my own ability and I'm leaving the rest up to you. So we may lower our expectation of what we think we can do in, with our own self, but we don't know what else is left up to God, what he really has for us. And sometimes we feel everything up to the brink and there's no room for God. There's no room for miracles and blessings and signs and wonders. Grace creates that space. That is all I have for you this week. And I hope that you take something away from it uh, this week. I was like, I'm just going to give myself the grace to record. And I left it at that. And I just said, God, let this be a good podcast. Let this be a good episode. So until next week, keep the grace.